Dad Bod Rap Pop with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say. Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod Podcasting live from San Jose, California It's the dad bod rap pod I am one-third of your host, Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One I am joined by Mr. Nate LeBlanc, who I can't figure out what you got on. Is it a windbreaker? Is it a what? What? What is your your top apparel about? Yeah, it's a uh, it's like a zip up sweatshirt, I guess you would call mm. it, or a light jacket. But um, okay. the collar is a weird length, and I have to really try to uh, like hold it down if I want it to be down. So I think what you're is causing cognitive dissonance here is you don't usually see me with a popped collar. There it is. There it is. Nate, <laughs> Nate is, uh, ever since I can remember, you've never popped your collar. Yes. So, uh, I'm, so, I'm not a yuppie in an 80s. I'm not like the bad guy in an 80s movie. So totally. I don't generally walk like, around with a popped collar. <laughs> Nate looks like he's about to shut down the community center. Uh, <laughs> my my father will pay for all of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. Uh, so so good so good uh and we also have mr david ma who whose shirt is definitely on brand for day but i can't figure out what it is what what is the what is the shirt that you're right it's it's a david bowie shirt um from this uh, ig account called low level which i am buying everything he puts up so um yeah that's sort of my move good to see you guys um Yes. To have the three man rotation back. Um, I just saw Nate in person uh, last week. So I, I heard about the this, world, but, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Nate, Nate, I know. I, you, I need my space, Nate. Did you walk in and say, Y'all thought y'all wasn't going to see me? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I, shit. I was doing shtick uh, because it's for many people, it was the first time I saw them in two years. So I was going around to all the different little groups of people I know and being like, I haven't seen you guys for two years, but like no one has any stories. Because of what the last two years have been like, so I'm like, I'll just walk up to people and be like, "Which shows did you watch?" Right? I was gonna say. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, they've been uh, freebasing the dad bod rap pod. We've been uh, going strong throughout the the never ending pandemic, and we will keep uh, doing so. But because to your point, Nate, all we really have these days is the internet. Um, I saw something today that that has just triggered a lot of thoughts for me. Um, and I wanted to bring it here to the, uh, to the, the, the dad bot table is uh, Pusha T. You might be familiar with him. Uh, Coke rap pioneer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is the sound I make if I ever eat Arby's, but um, he released I guess he's, he's collabed with Arby's and released a diss track mainly aimed at filet of fish um, uh, which is, I'm like, is that kind of a euphemism for Drake or what's, what's going on? <laughs> but, um, it's a real song. It's, it's a real diss track that he wrote, uh, on behalf of Arby's, um, attacking filet of fish. Let's, let's start, let's start at the beginning. Um, Dave, 
are you going Arby's new fish sandwich? Are you going filet of fish? I need to know where you stand. All right. Well, I mean, I, I since we're revealing everything right now, um, I fuck with Arby's. I'll get a beef and cheddar with some uh, horseradish right? sauce. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Okay. Um, I okay. will totally do that. I would totally do that. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing's kind of weird, though. I mean, the whole thing's kind of weird. Um, I'm glad we're addressing important <laughs> hip hop topics such as this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nuanced conversation, no hot takes. Just Dave, hot, 20 just years in journalism have led here. This is the this is the end point. Hey, it's weird to see fucking the Independent and Fortune magazine do fucking articles about this, though. I mean, slow news day. Am I right? Oh, I'm oh, not I, loving I, it. <laughs> unhappy oh, meal can we write about some music that wasn't paid for by a corporation jesus <laughs> totally, christ totally dude totally. Kind of uh funny. nate i can't imagine you eating either of those things am i right you'd be wrong oh really <laughs> I, I mess with the filet of fish dude yeah me too yeah it's me the too. it's the only cheese and fish thing that makes sense in the world <laughs> it's such a weird minimalist sandwich it's like a weird spongy almost wet i know that sounds yes. gross but that's how yes. it comes bun the yeah. weird fried piece of unidentified <laughs> fish yeah the melted single an absurd amount of tartar sauce yeah pickles, like okay. up in the tartar sauce i mess with it dude okay, okay. If, I'm, if i'm on like a road trip or something i will get that as like an add-on to the meal as and that's why i'm fat and why we have this <laughs> named podcast um yeah and you have to eat it first because if it gets even right, a little right, cold, right, it is right. absolutely disgusting. And you have to wrap it in a like at least two napkins and then just like <laughs> throw it down. Nate, okay. anytime you want to talk about semi-wet buns, we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> here for it. Um, I'm gonna make it easy Moby Joe. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, absolutely, uh, absolutely not. Even though I am dressed like a McDonald's uh <laughs> spokesperson, uh, both of these things are frighteningly disgusting to me. And you, I'm you're a pescatarian, though, right? Yeah. Like, you will mm-hmm. eat fish, but you don't eat fast food fishes. Is that, is that where we're getting? Um, I'll, I'll have a let's see, what is my fast food? My fast food go to fish. At a at a at the right fish and chips place, Devon's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm always at Long John Silver's. What are you talking about, guys? <laughs> Long John Silver. Oh wow, Golden Corral. Like right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no, no. Even when, even back when I ate all the meats, uh, could never, I could never fuck with the flip fish. I didn't understand it. Yeah, um, it's a and weird, also weird sandwich. Yeah, it's a weird sandwich, and I also didn't understand um, Arby's. There's an Arby's not too far from where I grew up. And that was the running joke of like, who goes there? But it was Dave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're renowned to have the best curly fries in the business. Okay. I think it's a little overrated, but yes, I always get a side of curly fries with some cheddar. Yeah. 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 My dad eats Arby's. Uh, He's the only person besides Dave I know who willingly eats (laughs) Arby's. Um, I'm not a big fan of Arby's. It's too much meat. Okay. Like okay. It just the proportions are a little off for me. I could take like a third of it off, but then I'd be opening it. You never want to open a fast food so, sandwich. Like, so, don't look in. <laughs> so to recap, Nate wants less meat, more wet buns. That's <laughs> <laughs> the poll quote here. Yes, that is going to be the name of the episode. But um, okay. So here's the thing. Here's what got me kind of thinking, and I and I want to bounce this off of you guys. We talked. We've talked a shit ton about. Pusha T in the past couple years, he had the Daytona record, 
which is a little bit controversial now in retrospect. Um, he, he's got a new record that's supposed to be coming out completely produced by Kanye um, and Neptune. Would we consider that a selling point? Kanye and Pharrell. Diet Coke is a cool song. I'm not going like, to, you I know. I like the beat. I like the yeah, beat. Yeah, I mean, Kanye can still make a dope beat. He's a fucking jackass. But, so, yeah. I, I'm confused about this because I thought he was coming out a couple weeks ago, but he's like a, the Diet Coke, like, maxi single with, like, old songs on it. Oh, is it? Is that what yeah, they're doing? It's bizarre. Does, it, oh, does it come with a side order of like uh <laughs> <laughs> is that all Diet Coke was about? God damn it. He, he gets a number oh, three fuck. combo fish sandwich with curly fries and a Diet Coke. This, this, is, getting... this has all been leading up to. Oh man, we've been duped. Dude, in the words of Dave Maud, this is getting convoluted. Um <laughs> so it's so push it push a T is this. In some ways, a polarizing figure. If you hate Drake, you loved his whole run when he did Story of Addie Don and kind of exposed Drake for being a phony and, and, and hiding a child. Um, some folks, and I might be a part of this, some, feel like he's a little one note, like he does a thing and, and I'm a little tired of it. I'm not the only one. This particular thing that he's done, here's my question for both of y'all. Um, his whole shtick, is I am the hardest trapper alive. Does doing a battle rap thing <laughs> for Arby's, um, does that eat away at that quote unquote authenticity? Nate LeBlanc. Uh, good question. Uh, you have to think the check was massive and it's massive. working, right, right, right? right? So in a right, way right. it's like he's hustling. So yeah, it does yeah. fit into his narrative. I, I have to say, I, I pretty much ignored this discourse all day on Twitter. And I think this is fucking stupid. Like, I just have to get it out there. And I would not have listened to it if we weren't doing this segment. But while I was kind of opening the Zoom and moving the knobs around such as it were, I listened to it. And it's fine for what it is. Yeah, uh, It's a pretty hard beat. Yeah, and he, he goes in on the fillet of fish. Um, I guess I know how Drake fans feel. I can't believe we used to say that, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Dave, your thoughts on uh, on trappers uh, <laughs> selling fish sandwiches? I think it certainly makes you look weak. I mean, is Benny the Butcher going to do a thing for Wendy's? You know, okay. <laughs> Benny the Butcher was the guy, though. For Arby's, if Arby's would have got that's, Benny the Butcher, that's that, true, I guess. That's a good fit. But Benny's not doing that shit because that Benny... from Wendy's just trying to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, totally. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that's a great comparison because I feel like Benny is still in that phase of his career where he would view something like that as insufferably corny. Because, I mean, right, at the right, end of the right, day, right. the shit is corny. When when Chance did a Kit Kat or whatever he did. I thought um, that Snickers. was amusing, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes, but it, I it didn't fit, hate that. It fits who he is. He's like a little, a little cuddly guy in overalls, right? Yeah. Like he's, Absolutely. His uh, street cred was never up for debate. No, that. totally. Right, exactly. exactly. He's, already, he's already a Pixar character. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. T, I mean, you know. Push a T. I mean, what are you yeah. pushing now? You know? Yeah. Oh, well, sandwiches. He, he does sneak in a little, uh, a little Coke reference at the end. bar at the end, right? He's pushing weight or whatever, something. <sighs> but oh, now I'm just man. like, no, stop now, bro. Like, you, you, 
in some ways you've lost me in the sense of Snoop Dogg can pitch things. Right, he's right. beyond where for sure, I'm, for sure. I'm trying to check for his music. But was he it weird pitch. the first time Snoop? Right, right. We might right. be at the beginning of Pusha T's salesman run here. That's he true. Just, that's like, true. He doesn't really seem to be that interested in rapping anymore. Maybe this is just he's entering that next phase of his Corporate career. Corporate Pusha T. Um, Pusha T, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think even with Snoop, he sold himself. He wasn't like, let me write you a rhyme for the erectile dysfunction commercial. He just, <laughs> he just came through like, I don't have this problem, but if y'all do. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a little bit different. I think Pusha is still out there. I think he wants to be considered a serious artist and at the forefront of what he does. But I'll offer this kind of as, as an aside to the fish sandwich conversation, which I know is, is riveting. Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of look at him in that like, hey, this was really cool at a time, like to lean so hard into your shtick and do what you do. I feel there's five guys that do what he's doing better than he does. At this point in his career, I'm like, you kind of feel like a system quarterback to me. You're going to get top-notch production, but the way you go about the, the selling of the Coke on the record is very 2006 to me. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit tired um in this this uh sandwich commercial i don't know if it helped or it hurt because it was good it was better than the drake record to me it was, <laughs> it was a better it's a, it was a funner record so i, I know that sounds we funny. didn't do a segment on diet coke we did on the fish commercial and i think that tells you everything you need <laughs> about both album rollouts commercialism and like his his place in this now right i know oh, it's so God. weird does, it does drake does Drake have an illegitimate fish stick in his pocket? Like, <laughs> what is going on? With <laughs> uh, if if everybody goes to the Dad Bod Rap Pod Twitter, which you should at Dad Bod, Dad Bod Rap Pod, you will see I posted the video and Midwest Nate, uh, <laughs> Nate Patron, uh, posted, "You are hiding a cod," and I I have been literally looking at that and laughing to myself all fucking day. So if he's, nothing he's else, the, he's the cod MC. Cod <laughs> level flow. Um, uh, crossing that crucial codfish. <laughs> crucial codfish. Which I was gonna say is now with Nate's joke, that is the second uh funniest cod reference in, uh, in hip hop history. Um, but you know, it's also cod tent here on the dead part. Sorry. I'm sorry. Damone's in his cod piece right now, you guys. <laughs> My cameo? <laughs> Larry Blackman over here? <laughs> yeah, it's a little silly. Um, it, it worked, though. It, we're yeah. all talking about it. That's yeah. what they wanted. This is the only way you could get me to talk about Arby's and not make the Simpsons reference where the kids from the Simpsons are stranded on a desert island and one of the little twin girls goes, I'm so hungry, I could eat Arby's. And all the other kids go, ew. <laughs> Well, that's all going to change because Pussy oh, Chi is out here on the street slanging it. Um, but anyway, because uh, we know that's what you came for was fast food talk here <laughs> on Rap Pod. Uh, we do have a dope interview lined up for y'all. Uh, we had a chance to chat with uh, Jay Cyanide, who is making hip hop records not about fish sandwiches uh, and has a new record coming out. He was cool enough to join us. And actually, we're going to. I don't know if it's a debut, but he's he's gonna uh, you will hear one of his tracks at the end um, of the segment. So let's get into it. This is our interview with Jay Cyanide. 
dead bod rap pod. Dead Bod Rap Pod. Every week we bring you conversations with people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom from Chocolate City, the nation's capital, we have Jay Cyanide. What's happening, man? Nothing, man. Just, <laughs> just out here, just running track tournaments and everything. Just, <laughs> just trying to run, just trying to see if I still got it, man. Just out here running in the streets. I'm good. Right. I'm good, though. I'm good, though. <laughs> good, good to hear it, man. Uh, glad you could join us on the program. Um, wanna wanna start by just asking about like, and I, I ask this to almost every rapper we talk to. Uh, how did it start for you? As a rapper, like what were your original inspiration sources and when did it become real? Like when when do you go from like I'm just I'm just rapping with my friends to like I'm waiting for my vinyl to arrive uh, from UPS? I think it went. <laughs> Yo, my story is wow. Like I think like my first influence when it first was like like hip hop was like, you know, like my dad's record collection and like hearing like the records that he would play and you know, my dad's record collection probably went from like level 42, like Weather Report, the cameo to, you know, Michael Jackson, whatever. And like, I think like I, when I when I figured out what a sample was, that's what I was like. You know, I think the first one, I think it was like the um, it was Peg, St- uh, Steely Dan. Uh-huh. And yeah. I figured out what that was and where that came from. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. And that's like, okay, I'm like, yo, these dudes take these records and they like sample, like it's called sampling. And I was a kid, I just put two and two together. But yeah, I, I was a big, my dad's record collection was a big inspiration. And also my dad was like a, a fan of hip hop. We both were fans at the same time. So that pretty much sealed it, like sealed the deal. Then I had a friend of mine named Malik and I went over his, I went over to his crib one day after school and, you know, he had, like, the big floor model TV with, like, you know, the TV on top, but it was on the floor. And he had, like, turntables. He had techniques. And he was playing, like, a trial called Quest. And I was like, yo, what the? I was like, what is this? He he played the first album. And it was, like, the, what was it? Luck of Luc- Lucien. Mm-hmm. And, like, hearing that, and hearing, like, the royal, dun, 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 hearing that, I was like, I like yo. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind trying. Like I wouldn't mind trying to do this this rap thing. I was a little kid, and I was. I wouldn't mind trying to do it. But when it got real for me, is like, okay, like back in the days when I like my mom was young. My mom was like, this is a crazy story. Like some of my friends know they don't. They like yo. That's a crazy story. When it got real to me, my mom was pen pals with Michael Jackson as a kid, and like. They were writing letters to each other and stuff like that. And they got real cool with each other. And like my mom's met him because like I grew up like in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. My mom went to the Charlotte Coliseum and she met like Michael Jackson, you know, backstage. They were cool. And like I think when he gave her a gift, it was like some bracelet with like some snakes wrapped around her, like some Conan the Barbarian shit. So 
And she kept this like all through like the years. And like my first talent show, she was like, I want you to wear this bracelet. Michael Jackson gave me. I was like, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm like, yo, you mean I don't want to wear this bracelet bracelets cramping my style, you know. <laughs> got the dreads and everything, like everything popping, like it's, it's cramping my style. She like, yo, trust me, like wear this. So I wore the bracelet. We came in and we wanted we won the talent show. And so I was like, <laughs> hmm. I was like, you know what? think i could do something with this rap thing so that was it that was that's the story right there that's cool man um what would you say uh growing up with a parent that also liked hip-hop did i think you're the first person on our show to say that to me so i'm trying to I'm, i know that wasn't a really good question i'm trying to get there i think um like was there ever like, oh, there's cursing in that, you don't want to hear that? Or was there ever like, um, oh, you should listen to Run DMC, not, uh, you know, something that was more contemporary at the time? Or you guys literally like, you were into the same stuff? We were pretty much into the same stuff. You know, like, you know, of course, like Run DMC, that's a little bit older. Like, my dad was into that. But like, what we really bonded in was like, like say like a trial core quest like he was a big he's he's a big trial core quest fan and like i remember the first time he was like yeah man you ever heard of the quest tribe i'm like like who (laughs) he's like yeah you know a trial core quest like he's not he's not that much i guess like my dad is probably like 16 17 years older than me but like he was he was really into like a trial core quest and like the whole native something like the sampling thing whatever he thought it was he thought it was great you know some parents like you know, look at it. You know, look at it like like something's wrong with it. Like, what is this? They taking our music. Like, he was a big Public Enemy fan. And then I remember he used to work with this guy um, named Lee. And Lee had like the I think he had like Ice T, like Power. He had that album. And you know, <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't give a damn about the music. I was just looking at Darlene. You know? <laughs> Darlene. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't care about the music. I'm like, it's all about Darlene. So, you know it was like certain things like we just like bonded with and that music was like just one of them that that's that's awesome um my son is is 18 and uh we we like some things but then we're wildly divergent like i don't you know i'm not gonna listen to playboy cardi or something like that like the i think the game has changed in in such a way that uh there's there's different generations of rap now but um kind of getting into your your style um, your style of, of rhyming. Um, who is who is the artist artist that you really look to 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 help craft kind of how you put your raps together? Like I would say, like inspiration. Um, it's got to be like you know people like Q Tip, um, Large Professor. Um, mm. Like you know, Large is a, Large is a big influence like on my style. Um, some like you know, Cool Keith. Like mm. I was a big ultra magnetic fan growing up, and like, like I was a big like bomb squad fan. Like yeah. when I was a little, like you know, when I was young, because I had never heard anything like that. So I would say artists like that, of course, like Kooji Rap, um, or your Kooji Raps and your Canes. But yeah. I also listen to like all other kinds of music. Like, like I said, growing up, my cousins, everybody played different stuff. So um, it could it would be those artists. It could be like Larry Blackman. It could be. Um, it would be like Joe Jackson, like stepping out Joe Jackson. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love like that album. So that album was big. Like 
Um, I listen to like Joy Division. I listen to like Ian Curtis. I listen to like all types of different music. So all that music like pretty much influenced me and like my style, like the way I write. Man, I, I want to I wanna call this out because I've never heard anybody say it before. Uh, you mentioned Large Professor, which obviously his production work is like everybody knows and, and we love it. But I have long held that the song Looking at the Front Door is one of the best raps ever written. Uh, it's funny, okay. and it's okay. funny, it's funny <laughs> you say that. Like my dad, my dad and Large Professor favor each other a lot. So, like, a lot of people used to call my dad Lodge Professor, especially when that video, when that video came, it came out, out. Like, a yeah. lot of people were like, yo, your dad. And it's like, and, like, main source, Breaking Adams is probably, like, like, I used, like, to make a put and, like, probably make my debut album, like, the actual heat. I used, um, I used that as a reference, that album. Mm. And I tell, and it's crazy, like, it's, like, almost, like, 360, like, I talk like I I could actually talk to large now and tell him that. And like it's it bugs me out. Like I opened up like main source, like um started going on those those tours. I opened up for them on like a lot of shows. So like just having that conversation with large or like K Cut, like now, like it's bonkers to me. And like my dad seeing me in those pictures and stuff with him and stuff is like it drives him crazy. Like, yo, that like is you know, I can I can see like how proud he is. So yeah, yeah. man, like. Yeah, so looking cool, at the man. front door is to this day, man. To this day, I got a sealed copy of the of the original of the nice. album, man. Yeah, I never opened it. Um, so help help us and the listeners understand. Like, are, I've seen pictures of you like digging for vinyl and stuff. Obviously, you into all different kinds of music. Do you mm-hmm. produce on some of your records? Do you make beats? Yeah, I make beats. Like my debut album. I did all the beats on there. Um, shout out to Gensu Dean. He did one of the beats. Um, Kaput, I did everything on that album. Okay. And I'm just like, trying to also, under, like, they're so, it's so hard because I haven't, you know, had it had it in my hands yet to understand the credits. And then I know you've done a lot of work with Kev Brown. I want to get to that Yeah, in a me minute. and Kev, like, but, yeah, me and, me and Kev do a lot of work together too. So let, let me phrase it like this. And we, we've asked a couple of people this, but I, I'm curious what you're going to say. Are you a producer who raps or a rapper who produces? I'm just a I'm a guy who can rap and like, eh, oh, I need a beat for that. I can just make a beat. You know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. But like, you know, like Kevin's, you know, other people who I talk to, they're like, yo, man, you you are a producer. Like I can talk to ke- people like Kev or like Buck Wild or somebody like that. They will say that like, I'm a producer. But like I see those guys being, being producers. I just feel like a like I, I'm just a rapper who can, you know, who can hook up a hook, like a hook up a beat, like hook a beat up real fast and just. You know, I'm off of it, but like it's an honor, you know, for people to think I'm a producer like that. Nice. Um, so let's let's talk about Kev Brown. How did you guys connect? What's what's the working relationship? Like, just talk to us a little bit about like your guys' process. Yeah, I met Kev. Um, you know, off and on, like you know, I would see him around the city. Like when I moved to DC, I've probably been here like like ten or eleven years. Like I go back and forth, like DC and New York, a lot, a lot of different places. But I'm I live in DC. So um, I met Kev, like, he was a studio session for these other guys. Like, we we would see each other in the street. I was, you know, heading on and stuff like that. Like, it's Kev Brown, you know, wow. So he was, like, it was, like, a studio session. And it was, like, these guys, like, I don't know what they were doing. Like, the, it wasn't really doing it. Like, it was supposed to be making, like, doing a beat or make some songs, whatever. And he was there. He was over in the corner with, like, an NPC, like, a 2500. He had headphones on. He was tapping out the beat. So I just went over there and introduced myself. And like we just struck a conversation, and like 
he um he enrolled with somebody out there and like they wanted to stay for the session. I was like, man, this just split because it wasn't nothing going on with the session. So I just drove him home and like we probably stayed outside and talked for like three or four hours. And so at like just just building with each other and just talking, like we you know, we just built this friendship. You know, that's like my that's my brother right there, man. So then we just started doing music together and more music. That's dope. Um, and I think the the pairing of, of Kevin Brown's production and your voice is actually pretty good. I like yeah, the, 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 the timber of it. Um, let's talk about Kaput. You have a new record coming out. Uh, we did get a chance to uh, to listen oh, to it. Out. Oh, it's, it's out. out on the it's first. out. Yes. Yes. OK. OK. So it it is out. Uh, tell us about kind of the, the science behind that and um, what can fans expect when they, they crack that open? Like, you know, I was pretty much like everybody else, like when the pandemic hit, you know, I'm just pretty much at home and I got all these records and stuff and I'm just sitting there like, you know, I need to, I need to do something. So like at night when I would come home, you know, I was just like, had all these records and I had all these ideas. So Kaput was just like, I had this idea of doing an album called Kaput, like break, just meaning like it's broken, it's over, it's done. And Yo, I just wanted it to be a little different than what everybody else has been doing. So I just found the most obscure shit I had in mm -hmm. my collection. Mm -hmm. And I just started putting things together. And like, like I was just home by myself. It was just me alone. Like I just hunkered down. And like, you know, at night I would sit there and do this, do that. It would be certain. So I would watch, I would watch like random stuff on TV. Like I was watching like the Jeffersons and like, <laughs> the grassy high, the stupid stuff. Like I was just finding like on YouTube and I was just scribbling lines and like listening to that, listening to like records, like listening to like a lot of, I was listening to like a lot of bomb squad stuff and I was listening to like the talking heads and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, scribbling lines and it just came, the album just came together. You know, no guest appearances. Only person on it is like my DJ John Doe. That's it. I didn't really need anybody because like I wanted to do this, do this on my own. And it just came out the way it did. It's like a it's like a big goulage, like a big collage and everything of like of me and what I was dealing with, like right when the pandemic hit. So yeah, like it, it's the the reviews and everything for it has been crazy. So like I appreciate everybody for buying it, you know. Yeah, right. It's, it's doing it's doing great. Um, I, I ran it a couple of times today as kind of research, and um, I have to tell you, I I really, really, I'm stuck on at my leisure. Um, it's kind of yes, my yeah. It's such, it's just a such a good song, and it sounds a little different from the rest of it. It's a cohesive project, but I feel like, and no one's gonna be able to see this because we're on a Zoom call, and it'll be audio. But it 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 tips the sound and the vibe of it up for the yeah. end of the record. It ends on a high note, and then it kind of continues that similar vibe continues into the first half of the, the outro where it's, it's like, it ends on the instrumental, but you keep rhyming at the beginning of the outro. And I just wanted to say, like, I, I admired that move. I liked the, where you placed it in the, in the runtime of the album and how you kind of continued that vibe into the last thing. And it, it did a thing that is important with the, this world where I, there are so many things competing for our attention. It left me wanting more. Yo, thank you. Like that was the last song I did for the album too. And you know, I, I, when I heard it, when I heard the like the record, or whatever, like I like I gotta do, I gotta do something with this, and like you know the bass, little bass line in it, 
and like the jazz, the jazziness of it. Like, you know, a lot of people have been straying away from jazz. Yo, gotta go back to the jazz. Like, I, I love that. It's probably my favorite um song on the album right now. That's that's dope. Um, all right, but but we're gonna actually play a song, which we don't always normally do. A, a regular listener as yourself knows this. Uh, mm-hmm. we don't usually play uh people's joints on here, but we did wanna uh create some space, give the opportunity to uh for you to talk about this joint and then we're gonna play it so tell us about the song that that the listeners are about to hear oh you about to hear bomb scare that was the first song i recorded for the album bomb scare to me is my rebel without a pause oh like it's like 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 i was like i said i listened to a whole bunch of like i was listening to like a lot of like the bomb squad like i was listening to that um it takes a nation of a million to hold us back and like listening to like the sounds in it. And so that's funny. That's a record I had gotten from a friend of mine. He said he couldn't do anything with it. I was like, oh, you bugging. <laughs> like, you, you, like, I'm like, Yo. I'm like, did you listen to this record? Do you hear the drums in this record? I'm like, oh, you know what? I was like, I'll call you back. I think I called him like maybe 30, 40 minutes later, like see what I made with this. And like, I just took yeah. different parts and chopped it up. It's like, that record, I th- I wrote, I scribbled those lines on like a park bench. Like I was in mm. New York, I think I was like on Eastern Parkway, and I just I just kept going and going and going. It's it that record basically showcases like my style, like how I rhyme, and like like I say, yo, I don't I don't pretty much my patterns are like a little bit different than what like a lot of people do or like are used to, and it pretty much that record was like a, it's a little bit off. Like the mm. drums are like crazy but it's a little off and when i sent the record over to john like can you do some cuts for it i didn't tell him what i wanted um why i wanted to cut on that record i didn't tell him anything about the scratches he came back with chuck d louder than a bomb mm-hmm. i was like oh i like yo this the first single this is it right here and like i didn't say anything and it's like oh wow man you got me and like that's like when i heard like People like really playing it, like Eclipse, like Rosenberg, like bringing it back and stuff. Like I knew I had something with that song, so like yeah, that's that's I love that song too, man. I can't wait to perform, start performing it live. Yeah, do you have plans to take the record on the road? How you feeling with the, your comfort level with crowds and stuff these days? My comfort level right now is like I'm still waiting because like you know in. in like in DC, New York, and places, you know, it's still like mad. Well, they're like trying to lift the mask mandates, but I just don't trust it just yet. And I'm working, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to wait to like, you know, maybe like summertime to see how 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 it goes. So I've been kind of like leery because like when I do do shows, I rock that. I rock. I rock the show, and like you got to change whoever was coming before, like after me, whatever. You got to change the order. Like I'm, I'm, I'm coming with it. And like right now, I've been talking to I've been talking to a lot of um a lot of promoters over in Europe because like I have a, like I got a big fan base over in Europe. I've I've been before, but like they're trying to plan like a like a tour and they're trying to bring me and Kev out and like me to do a lot of solo show show um solo shows also. So man, I'm like I am looking forward to like the like the summer and like the fall, but like right now I'm not I ain't risking it. I ain't risking it at all. I'm good, man. Yeah, that's definitely understandable. Um, well, 
We just yeah. wanted to say thanks. It was good yeah. to meet you. Um, uh, thanks for sending us the record a little bit ago before it came out. And um, yeah, it, enjoyed it. And um, thank you. It, it was just cool to hear a little bit more about your process and where you come from and all that. Yo, I really, I appreciate um, being on the show. Like I said, yo, long time fan. Like I like the way you guys talk about, you know, I, I, I love this. I love the hip hop talk. And like, I don't really listen to many podcasts about hip hop because a lot of people go overboard. But I like, I like this show, man. It's got yeah. just enough spice. You oh, know? thanks, man. Yeah. And when you were like, I like, you know, Q-Tip, Large Professor, Cool Keith, and Cool G Rap. I'm like, oh, well, of course he likes the show. Like, that's what that's yeah, what, that's what we'd be we talking about. We focus on new stuff too, but like, uh, we we seem to come from the same place musically. So it's always really great to meet a fellow head. Yo, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Right on. All right. Man. So so let's uh let's cut to it. This is Jay Cyanide Bomb Scare Dead Body Rap Pod. Where your mama's at? Hey yo, the Muta Triangle, no whereabouts to break out the fallout shelf to speak your clout. Swinging heavy bats, major league striking out. Bleeding from your head, mumble sores carry out. Yo, watch the credits roll, hold on, you've been exposed. Angel in the centerfold, my heart turns cold. Lady with the grace, yo, welcome to my place. The young renegades pulling pins out, grenades. I wasn't scared, that's a clean getaway. My mind spray, juggle love more as day. You put your hands up for charades, jack of all trades, escapades, fucking bridesmaids sideways. Hey yo, think about my salad day, snap back reality. More technicalities, fucking up, self-destruct. That's where the buck stops, the ball drops each year. In Times Square, catch south for the time share. 100 yard dash, haul ass for the bomb scare. A 50 car smash, I'ma pass and go elsewhere. Thousand dollar footwear, moving in loungewear. Walking on air, puffing chemical war. Hey yo, a hundred yard dash, haul ass for the bomb scare. A 50 car smash, I'ma pass and go elsewhere. Thousand dollar footwear, moving in loungewear. Walking on air, puffing chemical warfare. Hey, cool summer. Eliminate the brain cells, the kids get dumber. I'm off the gym, being crime scenes got pondered. It's since the preteen, yo, my style's been honored. Hey yo, your honor, I was blinded by the hunger. No one not a monster or a suicide bomber. Niggas act a fool when the weather gets warmer. You better grab a tool if you're gonna play the corner. Hey yo, the drummer took a break. Get it? Get My it. rap name was Sun Scientific. Black futuristic party time if you're sniffing. Red to 12 jewels, saw the signs so different. Listen. The whole balance shifted, uplifted, predicted, the rhymes so twisted. Fuck bitches, I'm brilliant, the life that I'm living. I'm distant, too many niggas is bullshitting. Student enrollment, universal soldier. Money for the bipolar, nigga, grab a holster. Roller coaster, fascinate, spin the acetate. If she sipping vodka, I'ma get that ass today. Bombs away, bombs away, bombs away. All right, that was our conversation with Jay Cyanide. We appreciate him dropping the track there. Uh, his record, Kaput, is that out right now? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been out. Um, it's been- that came out in early February, and he reached out to us a little bit before that. Um, but the, the thing he has, um, if you're listening to this on the day of release tomorrow, or if you're listening to this well into the future, back in the day was is uh, a 45 with derringer uh mm. called, called piranhas so it's it's a split it's just, it's a cool release we want to help him promote that and uh, i like the record kaput it's like the record 
that kind of helped me understand his deal. Like I knew who he was. Mm. I knew he mm. did stuff with Kev Brown. I saw his records mm. on some best of lists. Some people I respect like recommended it, but I was like, yeah, it's, it mm. just sounds normal to me, but this new, this new kaput record I thought um, is really strong, especially the two tracks at the end um, where he gets really loose and kind of like, I hate the word jazzy, but kind of yeah. jazzy. With it. <laughs> uh, um, and I, I got a chance to mention to that to him during the thing. And I, I just liked him. And it's always really flattering when someone like knows the show and listens. Yeah, so like, that was mad cool. Um, yeah. Serious beard game too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could see Nate's beard in the grow with every uh, moment of the interview. Um, definitely an East coast cat thing um new or even midwest when i went to detroit i was like i am a 12 year old like my beard game beards are just glistening out there glistening i can never do it my beard grows uh horizontally so i just Ah, become more like always a good look (laughs) i just get gradually my head gets fatter it's gonna sit the segment out you guys (laughs) (laughs) your sideburns are gonna be beard right now <laughs> uh shout out to uh jay side for coming on the program uh, you guys should go peep his record uh what you should also peep is the dad bod rap pod patreon patreon um, it's getting it's getting spicy should we call the patreon homies patrons <laughs> patron, patron and yehos yeah, yeah. <laughs> our reposados yeah <laughs> they're, they're repping hard for us uh, yeah i you know it's a funny thing um it, just for everybody like just this is kind of the the breakdown of things generally when you're talking to us on twitter in per like in public you're talking to damone generally if you're talking to us on dm on twitter <laughs> Or Instagram, it's me. And Damone handles all the Patreon stuff. So it's I will check in from time to time because I you know have to know what's going on and if people like my little thingies. But um it's it's just a, it's been really interesting to have so much direct feedback. Like yeah. the comments underneath the Patreon posts are where we get a lot of um, I don't know what you call it. It's just it's just direct feedback from people who yeah. already fuck with us, but we're kind of trying some new things. So I I watch them all closely comment it up is all i can say yeah absolutely we we appreciate that type of uh feedback and that's what you get on the patreon because on twitter unless it's hilarious i'm gonna give you maybe a courtesy like just it's too busy like i can't (laughs) i can't engage with like discourse in that way um well i have a no arguing policy and i almost broke it today but we will we can get into that off the air oh man oh wow okay or we could get into it on the patreon you want the spicier <laughs> exactly. you, you want the spicier takes uh nate and i did a review of our uh journey to oakland to see rap ferrera a couple weeks ago that just posted um oh. my new playlist series weekly playlist series entitled dims gems uh is live there's a couple of playlists on there that you guys can vibe with uh dave is auctioning not auctioning raffling off um, some of his memorabilia from being a journalist forever. So there's a lot of reasons why you should get involved. It's only $5 to become a patron, uh, to become one of the homies. So please hit us up, dadbodratpod, patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. Uh, we're on Instagram at dadbodratpod, which is Nate. Um, I have done like 1.2 posts on Instagram in the last in the last five years uh you can connect with us there i have yes, a sir. question i yes. really should have asked this in private but since we're all here who did the tribe called quest 
high school graduation photo. That was you. Oh, it's fucking Dave. That was me, you guys. Every once in a while, Dave, Dave will sneak in and post our best, <laughs> po- our best tweet. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's not even a holiday. And Dave snuck in and did another foul. <laughs> Dude, my, my guy comes in with 35 points off the bench. Like, he just, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, I swore Jamal that was you. Crawford just retired. So Dave snuck in and uh, six Amanda. <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. That, that one went so crazy. That was and a great just, one. Like, yeah. Seeing so many people kind of totally. take it on and do totally. like, the, the meta narratives around it. It's just like, so cool, I forget man. where I was. I was with a bunch of people and I was just like, they're like, what's going on with you? I'm like, oh my, like, I sound like, like such a weirdo, but my Twitter's blowing up. Right now. Like, <laughs> I kind of can't talk to you. <laughs> can't talk. I got, I got 600 up. plus likes. I'm going to be in the corner. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to Dave. His his tweets going variant. Um, we we uh, we appreciate all the engagement that we get on there. While I have y'all here, um, Nate, who is the most notable person to go to your high school? Me. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Sky Zoo. Yeah, no, I, I have, I have no idea. Um, I didn't look it up, and I don't know of any anyone. There famous. was nobody that was talked about, like when you're growing up, like oh, so and so went here. No, not really. Yeah, Silver Creek's too new of a school, right? Is that what it is? Because it came along too late. Maybe I don't know. I just that there's there's a lot of creative, cool people went there just in the years that I was there, but they're not famous, famous. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like a lot of DJs went, went there and like hip hop dancers and stuff, but like, are they famous? Yeah. It's actually, I, I, I'm, I, we could probably look it up every like high school has a Wikipedia and they have notable alumni or Mm. whatever, but like there wasn't anyone that came. That was talked about as being. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's no athletes. Like uh, there was just no one that just, Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, hopefully my son will break that curse at some point. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what about your high school? Where, where'd you go to high school? I went to uh, Santa Clara High School, which is a okay. s- super, super suburban high school about 10 minutes away from uh, San Jose. And I don't even know. Um, I mean, like real talk, probably some prominent slave owner. For real though, Truth. yeah, dude. Yeah. Truth. Oh my god, uh, that is actually the best answer. Um, I am an alumnus of Andrew Hill High School. Our most notable uh, graduates, uh, Bears quarterback Jim McMahon. Oh wow! Uh, went to went to Hill for a little bit and um, tracks a million. Tracks a million. Tracks a million. Went there for a little bit. Although, if if we're being fair to to my late great homie, he went to Gunderson for uh, freshman sophomore year, gotcha. and he transferred. Transfer to Andrew Hill, um, Mervin Fernandez of the Raiders, and somebody else that I'm totally forgetting. Uh, but yeah, um, you want to hear something really pathetic? There's an Eastside Union High School District Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Um, and I've known a couple people who have been inducted, and I'm pissed I haven't been nominated yet. I'm <laughs> wow. just like, I'm legit <laughs> pissed about it. Like, when I see who they nominated, That's I'm like, funny. they don't even have podcasts. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I'm being a, a, an old, bitter man. Uh, but that's what you come here for, uh, middle-aged men talking about rap music and their upbringings. We appreciate and, and you guys. where they went to high school. <laughs> where they went to high school. <laughs> I, I got I got to end this. We've lost a complete. Dude, now, okay, now I'm on the Wikipedia, and I've literally never heard of any of these fools. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, DJ Cutso. I'm about to say Cutso is is as famous as anybody uh, that we Dude, know. This so. is pathetic. Like th- there were 1,500 <laughs> kids in my graduating class. The fact that none of us have done anything more than Boris Bandov, a former pro soccer player with the Earthquakes, is a little depressing. Dude, why are you shitting on B bands? <laughs> <laughs> Much like Pusha T, he got those bands off. <laughs> nice. Uh, a shout out to uh, Silver Creek High School. Uh, let's let's work on it, guys. But uh, we appreciate everybody who's tapped into this very interesting episode of Dad Bod Rap Pod from fish sandwiches to uh, high school alumni. This is the chaotic energy the show needs when we're all here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And when just I'm me, double capping. me and Damone telling each other we didn't listen to music right. <laughs> <laughs> Us reenacting Crossfire from the old, from the old days. Uh, Kong. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. exactly. I hate currency. I love currency. I hate currency. <laughs> uh, good times, gentlemen. Yep. Good uh, to see you guys. Yeah. Good to see you guys, too. It's been fun. You guys stay tapped in. We got more hot shit in the coming weeks. It's the Dad Bod Rap Pop. Love this shit. You gotta love it, yo. Uh. I came a long way. Got many more miles to walk. Got many more places to see. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be high with audio.